Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! I say it every day with the people that I'm around. It's not that people are dumb, maybe ignorant. Ignorant means unaware of how things work. We've really realized this in the last six months about a lot of things. How about that? I'm not criticizing you. I've just never met anybody like that before. Everybody in my circle likes a little bit of everything or a lot of everything. But that's the whole idea of diversifying, right? Variety is the spice of life. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Mm-hmm. It is. Welcome, everybody, to Hour 2 of the uh, RP Show. It's what we call, and you've now realized, the second half kickoff, where we don't do the warm-up all over again, because we're an hour into some pretty hot topics here today on episode number 467 of Canada's Daytime Sports Talk Show. And we're really realizing, and maybe we, Darren, are a big part of the problem in that you just, you just move on. It's like what happened last night is so last night. I know. Now we're looking ahead to what's going on. We're talking about WKRP, and the reason for that is we had Mo Egger on with us last hour from Cincinnati's ESPN 1530. He's become a good friend of ours. He's our Bengals insider, and he's like so many people that was surfing through his channels and came across Game Plus TV on his cable package in Cincinnati. He's like, I watch you guys all the time. I'm DVRing the show. And I said, we're on the Buckeye cable service all across the state of Ohio. And I said to Darren a year ago, I said, all we need to do is stay on the air long enough to let the miracle happen. And it's kind of happening. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? It's happening. And and when I say, thanks. And when I say that it's, and I'll get to your comments, hang on. But when, when I say so last night, the topic of Patrick Marlowe, it's just like people have moved on. But we haven't really 700 and is it 86 or 60, 768 career games. The most. In, yeah, 1768. Yeah. And the most in NHL history. And there are those. I'm very interested to get Bryn Griffith's take on this. Actually, he's coming up next segment. And Robin Brownlee from the Outsiders podcast on our poll question today for Capital Automobile Universal Collision Center. Should the NHL and WHA merge their stats? And the WHA was started up as a rival league to the National Hockey League. It was before my time, let alone before yours. Doesn't make it important. But 65% saying no, they shouldn't. 35% saying yes, they should. And those that are poo-pooing Patrick Marlowe for becoming the NHL career games played leader last night, they're just haters. Last night I was thoroughly enjoying the Golden Knights game, Canada's team, taking on the San Jose Sharks. Thoroughly enjoying it. And... I saw that this Twitter uprising was going on with people, the noise coming from down east. Up Marlowe for, for what? What did, what did Patrick Marlowe do wrong? <laughs> right? I know. All he did was break Gordie Howe's career games record. And by the way, if you got your panties in a bunch, 
because he's beating Gordy Howe. He's from Saskatchewan, too. They both are. What are you pissed off about in Toronto? I don't, I don't understand it. And if you want to factor in those WHA stats, you go ahead. But this is an NHL record. That's just bitter people. That's what it is. Yeah. And I didn't spend any time on it last night because I'm enjoying watching the Golden Knights when T-Mobile. I'm like, eh, I just turn my phone off. Yeah. Life gets a lot better when you do that. I know. So few people do that, though. I know. Like, but that's, that's the mindset, unfortunately, of people that are just in a tough place. And maybe it's they don't get a lot of wins. I don't know what it is. Well, when you're in that tough place mentally, you want to bring other people down to that same place mentally. It's like putting a post on Facebook being like, my kid learned to walk today. And then somebody jumping in. Yeah, well, mine was walking six months before yours was. Like, what? Oh, that's funny. What's the point? That's very good. That's very good. But if you can get out of that mindset, you'll be in a much better place. Um, so I said it would get spicy here in the, in the second half kickoff. Jennifer Illingworth, just one more on this. She says, I don't even, where is she? She says, not sure why people are making a big deal about Patrick. It honestly makes no sense. It's just ignorant. So let's not give them the time of day, okay? Let's move on to more positive things. Disregarding WKRP in Cincinnati. I'm giving him the box set because I own it. You really need to get caught up to speed here. Mm -hmm. Wayne Grolo in Victoria, B.C. says, I don't even watch many newer comedy TV shows today. WKRP in Cincinnati is a classic. Well, I've been getting into watching Young Rock. Hey, if this guy's going to be our daddy... We probably should get to know him better. You started? Yeah, it's not I bad. Yet. I'll watch anything with a rock. I've long said I'm a huge fan of The Rock and Dwayne Johnson, so I will watch it. Oh, Mike Blackbird writing, get it ready. He says, you people in Toronto are always pissed off. I live here. It's so tiring. I know. Life's short, man. Look at Enjoy it. Those people are everywhere. It's about your circle, right? Who you expose yourself oh, to. Oh, yeah, I got enough who you friends. Hang out with. I got enough friends. Trust I me, don't... we say Toronto, those people live here too. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, so, Tacona Polly is watching on YouTube and says, Rod, I got a question. Why no CFL bubble in the Maritimes, similar to the one the soccer league pulled off? All begins and ends with money. And our content director, Nelson, wrote us and said that Vernon Adams posted a video here this morning of a bunch of Alouettes working out an unsanctioned workout. We saw Shaq Evans last week, the Rough Riders wide receiver, saying that they're being asked to participate in meetings, virtual meetings with their coaching staff here in advance of the season. And we're waiting to hear at any point today, maybe tomorrow, that the CFL governors have voted to postpone the start of the training camps Vis-a-vis the season. Somebody wrote in here earlier and said, what was the question? What's the difference between a CFL owner and a governor? governor? Yeah. The owner owns the team. The governor is a volunteer position. The governor has far less skin in the game than the CFL owners. That's why the governors, quite frankly, rotate like a merry-go-round quite often in the Canadian Football League. But the owners are the ones that are here forever. And I... Well, you would hope they would be here forever. As I stated a few weeks ago, it was a conversation I had in this press box at Rogers Center five, six, seven years ago. It was whenever David Braley owned two teams. <laughs> Think about that. The Argos and the Lions. And I can't remember who said it to me. But he said, this league is a heartbeat away from folding. And he's like, 
looked over at Braley. I'm like, no, I, I, I know. <laughs> when Braley's goes, this league goes. And here we are. So back to the bubble situation. Obviously, I love Arash. And here's the nice thing about Arash. He's very liberal thinking. I'm very right-wing conservative thinking. And we have these discussions. Normally, we don't raise our voices and we're still friends. And we hang up. Okay, chat soon, bud. You can do that. Oh, yeah. You know, so we have different views on the world. But, you know, when he said that he thinks that Redbird Capital the company that now owns the XFL, could fund the CFL's return to play. This year, got everybody all excited. And I said to him, or not to him, I think I wrote it in my column on the weekend, I said, if there were such heroes and such saviors, why don't they pay for a bubble? Then they could actually play. Like all these other leagues that are playing in empty stadiums and without fans, or in bubbles, however you want to do it. If they were such heroes, they'd write the check now. So I don't believe that story from Arash. Doesn't mean I hate Arash. Doesn't mean I'm calling the head of Sportsnet to get him fired. Jesus. But I'm really thinking they're not going to play. And to go back to points two and three from the quick six an hour ago, CFL Board of Governors meeting today to vote on delaying the season. What do you need to vote about? The delay is elementary. Of course, that's happening. The question is, are you playing? They do everything so back asswards. It would be... It would be borderline impossible to pull off a season on time. It's not going to happen right now. It would be borderline. It would be like borderline impossible. It's not impossible because players could show up to training camp tomorrow. It wouldn't be good. They wouldn't agree to it. They wouldn't be into that. But yeah, this is a vote of about nothing. This is a vote about nothing today. This isn't even news. That's right. And if you go through Arash's Twitter timeline, he had a thing where. What the CFL should announce coming out of this Board of Governors meeting is this. But they won't. They've got a problem with communication strategy, and that is not a shot at the communications department of the Canadian Football League, because from what I understand, recommendations have been made to the leaders as to how to massage the message, and they're not interested in it. They want to push their own message. That's the word that I'm getting. So it's not a shot at the PR and media relations and communications people in the CFL office, whomever's left. The owners are like, hold my beer. And look what we have. Yeah. And then the other thing is, my third point was, just when I frankly was ready to move on in a lot of regards, look towards the Stanley Cup playoffs, the NFL drafts next week, some of the other Canadian Football League media has risen up Jeff Hamilton in Winnipeg, for instance, from the free press, saying this is a bunch of BS. If you want to know why Canadians are upset, it's because they have no idea what's going on with the Canadian Football League, and the only information we get is through TSN. And he, he, for good reason, he's trying to cover the damn league, and nobody will give him any information. Of course he's mad. I'm surprised it took this long. And then you got Dan Barnes up in Edmonton with the Edmonton Journal, who I respect. I respect both those guys. As like hardcore journalistic guys. I'm more tabloid guy, right? We're having coffee shooting the spit around here. These guys are newspaper writers, old school. And Dan Barnes came out with a report yesterday that at least one team's owners, maybe more, if I have this right, believes they can go two years without playing and still survive. This goes back to the horrible message. I don't know about you, but for the person that I worked for, I would prefer to thrive than just survive or show some sack and go down swinging 
At least we're going to play on behalf of our players and our staff and for the fans, for the good of this league. But no, what is pinch and save? And for all those coaches and players that now, well, they'll be on CERB now to the end of September. Thank you. Thank you, Justin. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. And you wonder why the league has the image that it has and they get mad at us banging at them all the time for just pointing out the obvious. There's my monologue. You look like you've been ready to jump in on several no, things there. But it's right. And, you know, we talked about it in a break. But really, I mean, what is the CFL going to do? And you said, you know, they talked about, well, two seasons not playing. Can the CFL survive? And we don't even know if they can survive one season. They're not dead, but they're in a coma. The league's in a coma, right? I mean, it's on life support. We don't know if it's, it's, it's alive, technically. We haven't written the time of death yet. But we don't know if they're going to come out of the coma or not, right? Yeah. And we hope that they aren't going to play. But the longer it goes on, just like being in a coma, the longer you're in it, the less the, the odds are going down every day. Oh, yeah. And so I'm bringing in the viewers. That's what we do here. And we've got plenty of time to do it in the second half kickoff. And I'll say again, Bryn Griffiths coming up and his trusty sidekick, Robin Brownlee from the Outsiders podcast in Edmonton. They're going to have a lot of juicy tidbits. And to Bryn's credit, He's got some pretty good sources, too. Speaking of journalists and old school, he was the guy that said at least one. He's the guy that broke the news that at least one CFL team doesn't want to play. Remember that? Mm-hmm. About a month ago? Yep. And he said the XFL isn't even interested in all CFL franchises. So we'll be picking the boys' brains on that. Um, from our viewers, William May says, community-owned teams probably couldn't survive two years unless they had a deep pocket. John in Edmonton says, Rod, what's going to happen to the city-owned teams like Edmonton? They're going to go bankrupt. That's what's going to, that's what's going to happen. From Tacona Polly on YouTube says, the CFL is turning loyal fans away. NCAA is best ball out there. That's a matter of opinion. And I don't understand. This is the dumbest thing ever. I think it's just a football thing. But I will watch NHL, AHL, ECHL, WHL, Junior A, under 18. It doesn't matter. Not bitch. Why does it have to be a one versus the other scenario? Why does it have to be? I see this Don Muir wrote in here earlier. Where's Donnie? In Winnipeg. And he says, Rod, what did you think of the NHRA on the weekend? The four wide. The four wide, Darren. That was in Las Vegas. I was watching at the National Hot Rod Association. Can't remember where his comment is here, but um, I enjoyed it. This isn't Hot Rod Central right now, but I'll tell you, I particularly enjoyed the pack stands there in Las Vegas. I'm like, what, what year is this? Oh, it's live? What? They got a full crowd in Vegas for Hot Rods? Cool. I think going back to hour one when I said the CFL owners and a lot of the CFL leaders, I trust me they do because I saw it front and center firsthand. They operate in a vacuum. I'll say it again. They just, they just sit around and talk to themselves. That's what it seems like to me. They have no idea what's going on outside that vacuum. And I know because I've been in the vacuum. They're not even aware of how they're perceived. They're not even aware of the outside world. And that whole idea of, do you remember a year ago when I said if they don't play, they're going to be forgotten? A year ago? Do you remember that? No, no, Rod, that, no. That's not a thing. <laughs> you damn right it's a thing, and that's where you're at. 
Actually, you wanted to jump in with a comment on uh, the jury's still out on if the CFL even survived not playing last year. Forget about this year. And you had a point on that. Well, that was the coma comment, right? I mean, that's where they are. They're in that. And will they survive? And, you know, the teams, we talked about the teams are all going to survive. There's going to be football teams in all of those stadiums, whether it's CFL, whether it's XFL, whether it's NFL Canada, whether it's Continental Football League, whether it's something that we've never even brought up yet. One of those things. There will be a team in Saskatchewan, in Regina, at Mosaic Stadium. Oh. There'll be a team in Winnipeg. There'll be a team in Ottawa. I know, but it's I'm getting tired of this. I'm a, not you, but William and Lloyd Minster says a true fan will hang in there no matter what, good or bad. Yes, William, but there's not enough of you. That is the point. It's not enough to keep this league in business and the lights on. There isn't enough of you. And their cost of doing business is far too expensive. What is a true fan? I'd like to think I'm a true fan, but you know what? I'm also like everybody else in the public that I'll just follow the light. Oh, National Hot Rod Association? I'm in. This is exciting. Auto, whatever. Like it not? Good for you. There's not enough of you. There's more of me. It's why why at Christmas time or New Year's, we'll watch... Archon versus Appalachian State in some slack bowl game somewhere yes! that we've never seen or heard of anybody on the field because we love the game and it's on TV and the production of television is really good and yeah. they make it entertaining. You know, and we do the same thing with hockey. And you, the fans will do the same thing in football. You know, it might look a little different, but they're just stopping when you can go down and put your watermelon head on, it's going to be the same experience. From James in Manitoba, can you imagine if this merger does not work? Lots of brand new empty stadiums that are not paid for. We'll leave it there and put it on our next guests. That and more when we come back, okay? The Outsiders joining us next from Edmonton, the city of champions. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk streaming for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. This podcast is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health LLC, featuring Danette May's top superfood product from her Earth Echo Foods line, Cacao Bliss. Nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you're doing something good for your body. We start with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. Then we blend it with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. The result Fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. Not only that, it's friendly to paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diets. For the last eight years, we have been a leader in the superfoods market and are proud to have served millions of customers worldwide. We're offering up to 15% off when you use code MINUTE at earthechofoods.com slash Minute Media. Follow us on Twitter at May and at Earth Echo Foods. Oh yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. 
Just as the music rolls out, I'll just put a footnote on our last few comments that have come in here where Darren said, we'll watch college football at Christmas because it's the only thing on. And he's right. The guys are all writing in on this. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, I'll always watch the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Um, Jeff Cabela says, I'm guessing Boise State is a yearly participant, which they are. Blue turf. How do we know that? Because it's on TV all the time. So anyways... Let's bring him in now. They host the Outsiders podcast. It's outstanding. I've been on it multiple times. Bryn Griffiths is on the top screen. Robin Brownlee's on the bottom screen. Two Edmonton media legends, Alberta media legends, and Bryn spent some time here in this province. How's it going, gents? Great, thank you. Outstanding, Rob. All right. Robin, you act like you're mad at me with all my takes lately on CFL and XFL. Are you mad at me? Or what is your take on the last five weeks since we've last spoken? (laughs) <laughs> I'm not mad at you, Rod. I get, I get all the consternation. Um, you know, do something, guys. Um, you know, you can't be away for another season. You talked about it before the break. Uh, you, you don't know if you're going to survive missing one season for sure. So let's get it on if you're going to get it on. But limbo is no place to be because it's out of sight out of mind. Yeah, but I think your thing was when I said just the NFL Canada idea, you tweeted full stop. And I don't think you're really down on the XFL issue either. I think you want to save the Canadian brand of football. I just don't think that's possible. Am I right on that, Robin? You probably are. Um, you know, you hang on to traditions, uh, you know, that you're used to, I guess, as as long as you can, hoping things won't change. But the the reality is um, it has to change. So uh, for me, I don't mind the idea of some change if there's no other option. I just don't want it to be an empty shell of what it once was. Bryn, I'm not even going to ask you a question because I know your brain is a bubbling cauldron of thoughts right now. So just (laughs) spill your guts with what – Yeah, go ahead. Well, you know, there's a couple of things here. One is I think you've got to break this into age demographics. I think if you are over the age of 45, our opinions really don't matter as much to save this league. If you're under 45 and you want to save this league and you're prepared to do anything to do it, then I I get that and I, I understand that and I'd respect it. But I also believe that there's a demographic that, that for the longest time the Canadian Football League ignored, and now it's to the point where that's the only demographic that's going to save this thing. And right now, I think the 25 to 40-year-old group is the group that is going to have to make the hard decision to save this thing. I, I'm prepared to uh, to buy into a merger if it's going to mean that there's going to be quality football played in all of the nine centers across this country. And if it's a four-down football, I can live with that. I, I even have a bit of an issue now after talking to a 26-year-old who has lived in our house for quite some time. And the issue is that they want to see the best players play. They don't care about quotas. They really don't care about a Canadian playing. And that is if they can find the best NCAA player that is not playing in the National Football League, and he will play kind of a hybrid of our rules and their rules, playing in our field, they're prepared to go with that. So I I'm really confused because I have the passion for this league. I grew up watching in Clark Stadium and the Knothole Gang for years and years and years, watching horrible teams in the 60s and then getting better in the 70s. So my history goes way, way back. 
But for a lot of them in the demographic that matter the most now, this league has completely disappeared off their radar screen. And if they go another season without having football, it's going to completely go away. Yeah, and uh, yeah, new and exciting. That's where I'm look. I'm looking ahead, not behind. Don Mitchell's a Navy friend of ours. He's watching in Bahrain today. He says us over forty fivers are living to seventy and eighty years of age. So don't just take us out beyond the barn just yet. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Don. We don't matter anymore. Yeah. We will watch the game. We will enjoy the games, and I love it. But the matter of the fact is, is that. We would probably prefer to watch on our big screen at home, and we're the only people buying big screen TVs now, by the way. Uh, the under 40 demographic are going to be probably watching whatever the league is. They're going to be watching on this thing. So, uh, so yeah, it, we're, we, we matter because we like to watch the games, but if we're not, we're not paying the money to go and watch at Mosaic Stadium or Commonwealth Stadium or wherever, that's the demo they've got to get in because this is always going to be a ticket driven league if you're not buying the jerseys if you're not buying to pay buying a seat to watch the game being played then really we're just passive viewers and that's all we are you need the demographic that's going to plunk the money down so i'm not dismissive of us but we are not the demographic that matters now and we're not the demographic that's going to save this league Brent, I'm going to come back on the XFL merger talk in a moment, but I want to involve Robin again. Robin, as I mentioned, you're in the City of Champions there now. The Oilers are, what, third in the Scotia North Division, maybe Stanley Cup contenders. Does this talk even rate on your radar with the people that you run with and chat with every day? What, talk about the XFL merger with the CFL? Is that what you're talking about? And the state of the CFL right now with poised to announce the delay of the start of the season. With the Oilers in any kind of playoff drive, let's be honest, uh, and no traditional uh, CFL camp uh, on the horizon, no. I don't think there's a whole lot of thought being given uh, to the CFL-XFL merger. This is a hockey town first and foremost. Better to say an Oiler town first and foremost. And after that game last night, which was a a real barn burner, um, there's a lot of chatter today. Uh, People are looking ahead. They're looking at Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and now a dark horse in the do we have a hope sweepstakes in goaltender Mike Smith of all people. Um, I tell you what, there's a lot of buzz right now. The Oilers are gonna make the playoffs. That's always a big deal here. The question is, if they finish second or third, and it's going to be them in Winnipeg, I don't think Montreal's catching them, and I'm not sure they've got enough gas to catch the Toronto Maple Leafs. So it's playoff drive, baby, all the way right now. Yeah, and I'm going to come back on that with both of you uh, on the order talk. But Bryn, I was talking to a guy in the CFL the other day, and he goes, watch out for Bryn. He knows something. He was the first guy to say that at least one team doesn't want to play, and the XFL might not want all nine CFL teams. Do you have anything to add to what you know of where this is going and actually where it's at as we sit here today? Well, it's funny. The toughest thing I probably had to do in a long time was sit on that one. I just uh, I was not in a position where I could say very much. But I've, it's gone a little quiet here in the last, uh, I would say, three weeks. Although on our podcast, and I know on your show, we got almost three weeks out of that story. And that, for a CFL story, is amazing. 
traditionally for us, anything we've talked about in the CFL, we've seen our, our podcast numbers drop off a little bit, but not on this story because I think people are starting to recognize that it's getting a little more serious. And to think of another year without CFL football to me is a, is a horrific thought. But there's really not a lot that I'm hearing now. And I sometimes I often feel when the information tap gets turned off a little bit, there's usually more going on behind the scenes than you'll really imagine. I'd like to think that there's some talk uh, between the two. I've become more pro-merger over the last few months than anything because I think it's the only way the league's going to make it. I'd like to see the CFL get a few things, uh, you know, that that matter to them in terms of rules and and the ratio would be nice, I guess. Uh, but as I said, not for the younger demographic, don't seem to care. At least that's what I'm hearing. But uh, but for the most part, I, I'm not surprised uh, by who the team was that stepped up and said, you know, we might be more interested in that league than this league. You know, uh, the team in Toronto are trying to do anything they can to make themselves, you know. Uh, I guess the talked about entity, whether or not they're certainly not the flagship state uh, flagship uh, franchise in the Canadian football league anymore, but they still wield a ton of power. And as long as TSN is centered in Toronto, when the Argonauts talk a little bit, it does catch some attention. The, the one thing that I hear that is a continual uh, roadblock right now is that, is that they have to make sure the guarantee right now is getting all of the cities in Canada to play as part of a merger, that's the only thing I've been hearing the last few weeks, Rod, is that that's still not a, a true given. And, uh, I, you know, everybody's got different sources, but but uh, for me, it's gone a little cold in the last few weeks. And I think that that might be a good thing. Okay, well, let me just lastly say this on this, Brent. I've got 60-40 to the no that the CFL doesn't play this year. What's your percentage breakdown from what you know? I would say 70-30, no. I, I'm not very optimistic right now. And, and, hey, listen, I worked in public relations at the NHL level, so I've seen behind that curtain a little bit. And I was always a true believer that you need to you need to keep ahead of stories. And the CFL, for me, has been very old-time in the way it's done things for years and years, decades. And one of the things that is a big mistake for me right now is not addressing issues as they come up. And that, and therefore, you've disconnected your fan base. The fan base really wants to know what's going on right now. I, uh, I, I just think they're making a horrible error by not saying very much. So I'm getting a little more negative about a season rolling. I would have liked to have seen the season roll like it normally would. But the, you know, if, if they're talking about pushing back to, let's say, September, and it's going to be a shortened schedule, it's going to go right up against the NFL. And I don't, I don't choose between football leagues. I love football. I watch both. But I think that you're going to get lost if you push it back to the month of September. So I'm a little more negative, a little more pessimistic. I've become a little more pessimistic about everything the Canadian Football League has done recently because they're just keeping everybody in the dark too much. In my and Rob, Robin, we'll finish on you. You kind of got me uh, excited with the orders talk there. They're my Canadian team. The Golden Knights are my American team. Um, you mentioned the win over Montreal last night, 4-1. I was watching the Golden Knights. And the Patty Marlowe thing. Actually, forget about the orders. I want your th- take on this, Robin, as an Edmonton guy. Should the NHL and WHA merge their stats? That's our poll question today. Well, that's interesting. Um, Mr. Hockey spent a little bit of time in, in uh, the WHA, as you know, um, you know, which skews his numbers. Uh, good question. You know, I was... When I thought we might be talking about Patty Marlowe today, I was looking around him at the guys 
um, in the league, you know, games-wise and scoring-wise. And another name, not that it's the WHA, but uh, Yaramir Yager took some time off as well. And uh, he's right up there uh, in the scoring race. So I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, is it a step down? Sure it was. Is you know, does Gary Bettman want some separation from that or some of the old time governors? Probably because these were the upstarts who caused them uh, lots of trouble and uh, inflated salaries with the money they were throwing around back then. But at this point, um, I mean, I don't think it's a huge deal, but I don't have a problem if they did it. Yeah, interesting. I, I don't think they should. All our polls today, Facebook and Twitter saying, no, they should not. But how far do you think, Robin, the orders can go in these Stanley Cup playoffs? <laughs> oh, there's a grenade. Wow. Um, <laughs> thanks for that one. Um, I, I tell you what, which Oilers, um, you know, the, the uh, we've seen different teams show up this year. I'll tell you what. The team that got uh, ignited last night when things got rough, when Connor McDavid got run, when uh, Steve Chason or, or uh, Chason ran into uh, the Habs yes. goaltender, not yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, that was intense. That was playoff hockey when they're engaged. Uh, they can play with anybody, and and to me. What we saw out of Connor McDavid was a big screw you after he got run uh, by Deneau. And when Connor McDavid sets his mind to doing something, how many people are really going to stop him? Leon Dreisaitl was engaged there too. He uh, he took a swipe at somebody who'd taken a run, uh, got a high-sticking penalty. Um, I tell you what, and I mentioned him earlier, if Mike Smith is the good Mike Smith, the 920-plus uh, save percentage goaltender we're seeing, and that surprises the hell out of me because I thought he was done. I thought he was finished. I wrote it last year. Uh, not the first time I've been dead wrong. But if you get that kind of goaltending, you know, it's an old formula. There's nothing there's nothing new about it. You get that kind of goaltending and you get two of the best players on the planet uh, out to prove something and out to lead the way. All you need is some players who are willing and capable of following. And right now the Oilers have a lot of guys who can do that. So, you know, I think they're, I don't know how deep they're going to go, Rod. It's always tricky. I like them against Winnipeg. If that's a, if that's a matchup, I like them, you know, and, and Hey, the road to the Stanley cup, for the Oilers used to lead through Winnipeg one way or another. Uh, there were some great battles with Calgary, of course, but you look how many times the Oilers and the Jets met. Uh, the Jets usually came out second best in that. So, you know, yep. I'm looking forward to them getting revved up uh, in that opening round. Waffling, I know, but I looked at that play-in series last year, Rod, and I thought, uh, you know, they'll beat the Blackhawks in three. Well, they weren't wrong, even in it. So they weren't even in it. <laughs> exactly. No. Uh, we're out of time. Brian, in 30 seconds, uh, where can they watch you guys stuff? Well, uh, we're, we're basically an audio podcast because most people seem to like to listen to us in the car. And who'd want to look at this anyway, right? 
So, uh, so, so we're we're doing the audio thing, but you you can hear us on all of the ear candy sites, uh, that, that type of thing. You know, Apple Apple Podcast is still the most listened to uh, way people are catching us. But all you have to do is uh, is follow us on Apple or on Google or any of the regular sites, and and you can get to us. And also the other thing too, we're getting more and more responses off of our Twitter account, which is at Outsiders Twenty Twenty. And also now, uh, the, the video, the, we don't have the video other than our screen, but the audio we have uh, also now up on YouTube as well. So I think it's only a matter of time before we actually put through put people through the agony of getting a chance to see us as well. So it's coming, but it's really been enjoyable. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. I'm a big fan of you both, as you know. Stay well. Talk soon. Thanks, Roddy. We'll be right back with a sports update, curling report, and more. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rob. Welcome back to the program, everybody. We The fun continues, but I wanted to throw in a viewer comment here. Darren Muller, it was a while back. He says, hi, Rod. A one-year pay-per-view as a fan, say $150. If $2 million across Canada buy in, can we save the league and have a season? you got to stop talking to me about pay-per-view because it's not happening. Or they would have done it already. They would have done it last year. It's come up so many times, it's not happening. And from a few of the viewers here from Lunt23 on YouTube, spot on, sitting in the dark as a CFL fan, sucks. Um, we, you keep hearing it all the time. Justin Fendelet's watching on YouTube. Yep, CFL's mouth closed, league's falling apart. We don't know whether it is or isn't. I gotta, it's not good. I don't know specifically what's going on. I guess we'll have an update today or tomorrow on where their league is at. You wouldn't buy names on the Grey Cup fan base. I'm sorry to say, let's not go down that road again because I don't feel like fighting off all the trolls today. Unless you think pay-per-view would work. Of course not. <laughs> yeah, stop talking about now, it. Now, pull out your calculator. Let's do the math. Let's figure this out because if pay-per-view is absolutely an option, Okay. Okay, but if but if we're going to go down the route of pay per view, we got to start by writing a check back to TSN for fifty million, okay, and then go to pay per view. So we're starting fifty million behind, and then going to the pay per view. But if you think pay per view is going to bring in a hundred million, pay per view is the way to go. Absolutely. If you think pay per view is going to bring in sixty or seventy million, it's a net gain. You're mm-hmm. going to win. But TSN's given you fifty million. I think that's the number, right? For 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 rights in a year. If that's the case, if that's the number, or if it's five million or whatever, ten million or twenty, whatever that number is from TSN, you're giving that back right away, and then starting your pay per view from scratch. TSN could do pay per view and say, "Hey, we're going to put the games on," and if they really want to, out of the goodness of their heart, donate some of that money to to the league, they could. But TSN pays for the rights, and then they can do whatever they want. If they want to do pay per view, they yeah. get the money. If they want to Basically, sell you cable subscriptions, they get that. What you're saying is it's not happening. No. Let's stop talking about it. And the idea of playing in America, I don't know if it was ever seriously kicked around in CFL circles. I suggested it seven, eight months ago. It's too late for that now, too. Redbird's going to pay for a season. They would have already. 
We were talking about WKRP because we had Mo Egger on from ESPN 1530 Cincinnati last hour. And I said that Jennifer Marlowe, Lonnie Anderson, was my first crush as a kid. And Daisy Duke was the next. Leonard writes in, Darren, from the 536. My first two crushes were Miss Piggy and Popeye's girlfriend, Olive Oil. Like from the Muppets? Miss Piggy from the Muppets and Olive Oil. I don't know what to say about that. Other than I know there's a term for those that are attracted to animate objects. It's called uh, aminophictic. He's aminophictic. Ah. Or manga sexual, just so you know. Is an is a s- identity and form of sexuality where one is exclusively or almost exclusively attracted to animated characters. I'm... I'm I need to go have a shower. It's a quick turnaround sports event here. It's a quick turnaround on the Grand Slam of Curling Circuit just one day after Edmonton's Brendan Botcher fell against Scotland's Bruce Mowat in the men's final at the Humpty Champion Cup. They'll meet in round robin play today at the Princess Auto Players Championship, the second and final Grand Slam event in the Calgary bubble. I'm sorry, what? This is where curling loses me. You just finish one Grand Slam and then you start another one? It's totally different? I know it was changed because of COVID and so forth, but this isn't the curling report, by the way, guys. But you're welcome, Verge Ag. The Edmonton Stingers of the Canadian Elite Basketball League announced that the organization has signed power forward Brady Skeens for the 2021 season. Skeens spent last year playing in Finland with Pyrento Tampere suiting up for 33 games. Averaged 29.7 minutes a game and 12.3 points. He spent his 2019-20 season with the Sudbury Five, playing 22 games there and averaged 30 minutes per game. San Jose forward Patty Marlowe of Anaroid Sask put himself in the NHL record book last night when he stepped on the ice in Vegas. He skated in his 1,768th career game to break Gordon Howe's record. The Maple Leafs will be without forward Zach Hyman, while the Canucks are missing defenseman Alex Edler tonight when Vancouver hosts Toronto. Edler's been suspended two games for kneeing Hyman in Vancouver's 3-2 overtime win on Sunday. You know, by the way, Darren, you cannot predict what the NHL Department of Safety is going to do or discipline with suspensions. Like, no clue. I have no clue what they're going to do. I know. I did. Do you think Hyman meant to knee him? Or, sorry, uh, the Hyman, it's my guy. So yeah, I do. I think it was dirty. I think. Yeah, do you no, think I'm Adler kidding. meant to hit him? Sorry, I don't. I, I don't think you know for the most part in the game that a knee on knee is ever really intentional. I really don't. I mean, there's certain guys where you're like, oh, that looks premeditated, and you know their history. But Adler's not a dirty player. Doesn't seem like that kind of a guy. Maybe he stuck the knee up to try and make contact. Didn't look dirty, but at it all. didn't look dirty. Um. Clark's dad's watching Robin Rowe. He says, Rod, you never cease to amaze me with your knowledge you share. Thank you, uh, Rod. Thank you for saying that. Because nobody understands. They think I'm just a dumb sports guy sitting here. When I leave, by the way, I didn't tell you. In May, I need to take a week off. I didn't tell you this. Are you okay with that? Whatever. Because I'm going to get my certification in an American course for recovery coaching. Okay. This is all the stuff that we talk about. All these fetishes and f- mental uh, hang-ups. 
They'll mm-hmm. have names, right? Yep. I'm going to get my certification in that. Then there'll be no stopping me. It's a battle of lefties as the Blue Jays open up a two-game set in Boston against the Red Sox. Following a rainout and a day off, Toronto ace Hien Jin Roo will get to pitch with an extra two days rest against Boston's Eduardo Rodriguez. Rodriguez and the Red Sox were off to a strong start in 2021. They sit atop the AL East at 11-6. and six. Three and a half up on the Jays. This sports update for Dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and information. Visit today, Dubnetwork.ca, and for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars. Overtime coming up next. Sit through this break, folks. We'll be back with one more segment. It'll be a good one right after this on YouTube and Facebook Live, Game Plus TV, and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. Um, I'm going to try and straighten this out. And Darren's going to give you, did you say a right hook or a left hook of reality here? Choose. Stick. Right on the chin. Stick with me. From some of our viewers here, Dar Netzel in Saskatoon says, Great show, Rod. Darren and the crew, every day we watch the show and also wonder what will happen on the next day. Fantastic content, guests, and opinions. Today went by so fast, I wanted to talk about that sixth point. Does advertising work? Right, where have you been influenced? Yep. And Dar said that he is because uh, they're huge fans of Wendell Clark's in Saskatoon because of this show. How about that? How about that? But I want to straighten out that? this. I want to straighten out this curling thing, once and for all, for Verge Agriculture. Win or lose the season's first Grand Slam final, Team Botcher Vice Darren Molding felt his teammates should be more than proud of their showing in the Calgary bubble. They won their first Tim Hortons Briar title at the Mark and McPhail Center in Calgary and reached the quarterfinal at the Men's Championship. They followed that up by reaching Monday's final at the Humpty's Champion Cup before dropping a 6-3 decision to Scotland's Bruce Mowat. Rachel Holman, by the way, or meanwhile, also had reason to hold her head high. She defeated Switzerland's Sylvana Turanzoni 6-3 in the women's final later in the day at the Windsport Arena. The victory came less than a month after she gave birth to her daughter, Bowen. Rachel reached the Scotties final in February while eight months pregnant and continued her strong play upon her return to the bubble. By the way, if she doesn't win Canada's Female Athlete of the Year, there should be an inquiry. Come on now. It was Holman's record 11th career victory in a women's slam final. Mowat, who beat Botcher en route to a world silver this month, pockets $25,000 for the victory. The women get the same. Botcher's side earned $17,000 for the losing cause. Botcher and his Edmonton-based teammates will take on Mowat again today when they meet in round-robin play at the Princess Auto Players Championship, the second and final Grand Slam event in the bubble. The seventh and final competition in the spectator-free Canada Olympic Park venue will be the April 30th to May 9th LGT World Women's Curling Championship. Kerry Anderson of Manitoba will represent Canada. The Curling Report is for Verge Agriculture, helping farmers plan and optimize their operations across every field, Try Verge's Precision Farm Tech software for free today at vergeag.com. Thank you, Verge. We're going to be partners to the end of time. Darren? I hope so. Let's get this right hook of reality here. Where we finally can stop talking about pay-per-view for the CFL. Yeah, I think we can. You know, it, 
TSN's forking over 50 million. So that's the first hurdle, okay? What does the CFL roughly get? Now, somebody can correct me, but are you getting 350,000 people per game, like on average? You know, the riders play, you Probably get, yes. get 800,000, 700,000. But let's say 350,000 on average. You got 81 games in a year, you got $50 million to try and recuperate, right? So that means per game at $350,000, each subscriber would have to pay $17 because. 350,000 people watch, 350,000 people aren't paying. Conversion rates, when you have something that's available already and then you ask them to pay, 10% would be pretty good. It'd be high. That'd be high. Let's just say 10%. You say you got to pay now? It'd be like, nah, most people are out. So 10%, that's 35,000 people watching. They got to pay roughly 1750, 1760 per game and a little over $317 per year to watch. Okay? To give you, put it in perspective, you can get the NFL. Every game for $20 a month, not per game, 17 a game, right? So that just gets you to 50 million. That doesn't get you making money on top of that. So that just gets you back to square one and gets TSN out of the picture. That's just the start of it. And to give you a perspective for those who would say, hey, but we could get a million subscribers. We could get 500,000 subscribers. Easy. The WWE Network, wildly popular, has about a million and a half subscribers. Total. North America. Everywhere. And in Canada, there are less than 7 million people that have paid and subscribed to Netflix. Less than 7 million. So where does the CFL rank in, in terms of vast popularity in comparison to Netflix? Everybody loves Netflix. It, it relates to everybody. Sports fans, non-sports fans, soap opera, whatever. CFL is niche too, and it's very passionate. But reality says you'll probably get about 35,000, maybe 100,000 200,000 subscribers. Maybe. Yeah, that wasn't an easy ex- explanation. No. But uh, anyways, from Michael Hellman, why can't the CFL negotiate a second television deal with another carrier in Canada? Let TSN carry the East Division and the new carrier carry the West Division. Are you familiar with a contract? Okay, they're married to TSN. Why can't I just have my wife over here on this side of the country and another wife on that side of the country? It doesn't work that way. And they're under contract to TSN for years. And all the networks are in Eastern Canada. All of them. <laughs> yeah, that too. Well, he's saying where they show the game. Doesn't matter where the network is. I know. Uh, when I go for my certification, Jeff the Stamps fan has volunteered to host the show mm-hmm. then. He says Monday Stamp uh, Talk, Tuesday why the Stamps are the best ever, Wednesday Stamp Talk. Guess what, Jeff? That's why you don't have a show because nobody would want to watch it. <laughs> Just leave it to me. But uh, that's, not a, that's not a joke. <laughs> I wasn't joking. That's why I have the show and you don't. Uh, coming up tomorrow, Adrian Dater, our good friend, our Colorado Avalanche insider. He's from Avalanche Daily, they call it, right? Adrian Dater joining us from the Rocky Mountains. And I feel like we could go for another hour here, but we're not going to, dupes. Thanks to Mo Egger, Bryn Griffiths, Robin Brownlee. I told you, Darren, it was going to be a fun show today. Oh, yeah. Uh, it fit the bill. We'll see you tomorrow. Where's the music? 10 a.m. Mountain... Goodbye. <laughs> oh boy. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.